Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast episode 322. Shantae's in the building. I'm in the building. What's going on? Uh, Shantae, I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're just in time for an intervention. Shantae, you're still playing Candy Crush. <laughs> yes, I am still playing Candy Crush. What level are you on? I am on... Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to look so I can make sure that I'm... If you look, don't play. Just, just, just... No, I'm not going to play. Just open it up real quick. I'm gonna just take look. a look and close it. Don't try and get one move in. <laughs> Nothing like that. I better not hear no awesome. Oh. <laughs> I turn the sound off anyway. Oh, you be playing in the dark. Why, I actually why? do. I do. I do play in the dark. Mm-hmm. While your husband sleep, you sitting next to him like one more. All I need is one more chocolate. <laughs> That's not what it is. It's not really like that though. I am on level seven hundred and twelve. Lee. I'm on level 712. You know what? I want to make fun of you. I want to say, didn't you hear Candy Crush crack? But I've been playing this game called uh, Clash Royale. And yeah, can't say a dang thing. I am to the point where I've maxed out every character. <laughs> and maxing out every character takes a lot of time like it's 13 levels to max them out and um i'm sitting there playing it like sincerely like as soon as i wake up in the morning i wake up and i play that game while i'm brushing my teeth in the morning oh wow see okay so okay so i don't do that when i play candy crush don't be judging me i'm not that's why you was judging me though (laughs) i was judging you because it's valid you was judging me you was wild judging me (laughs) <laughs> but I don't. I don't wake up. I mean, like, like I play Candy Crush. Like a lot of times when I play, it's late at night. It's late at night. It's like I wake up in the middle of the night. I can't sleep, so it's like okay, I got to do something. So I play Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. I've had those urges to wake up at like two thirty in the morning and play a couple games real quick. But before I played that game, I had urges to wake up at 2.30 in the morning to go outside and smoke a cigarette. Mm. Luckily, I got rid of that habit, but one thing leads to another, and I was talking with Nisha about it, and I was telling her about uh, how it's actually pretty sad. How if I win my games in the morning before I leave for work, I feel great, and it's going to be a great day. But Clash Royale is not made for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. And so there's days just as often as there's days where I leave an ultimate winner where I leave lost in, having lost like five or six matches in a row and my whole spirit is just in my shoes and I hate feeling like that and I want to stop playing because it's like I don't like feeling like a failure but when I lose that many games and drop to another like there's there's actual 
levels to these bevels. Like when you get a certain amount of trophies, you go up to the next stage. Mm-hmm. And when you lose a match, you lose trophies. When you win a match, oh. trophies, but you lose more trophies than you win, it seems. That sucks. That doesn't sound like a fun game because I don't want anything that's penalizing me for the stuff that I in that kind of way. That just seems ugh, that doesn't that doesn't sound fun. Hey, I can talk bad about Clash Royale, but you can't talk bad about Clash Royale. Let me talk about <laughs> Clash Royale. Okay. Wow, that sounds like a really fun game. Like wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so enjoyable. It's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're absolutely right. It's just, at this juncture, it's like I've invested so much time in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a part of a clan. I'm a part of a group. And in that clan, in that group, I'm a leader. Um, I've worked my way up to co-leader. Um, which doesn't really mean anything to me because, you know, I don't really invite people in or kick people out or anything like that. The only person I invited in, every time that I get into a group, uh, the first thing I do when I make leader is I invite Nisha into the group. Mm. And Nisha's playing the game. Okay, so you're playing with real people. Yes. Yes, we're competing. This is like player versus player. So it's a lot like um, playing Destiny. Okay. Where No, playing Overwatch. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. You play Overwatch, uh, and when you win, you can go up in the competitive mode. You can go up in the rankings. When you lose, you drop down. And okay. uh, Kenny plays Overwatch all the time. And it's just like if I walk in there at a certain time on a weekend, he might just be awake late night playing Overwatch, trying to get back to where he was. Um, Fortnite. You play and you get tears. Like, it doesn't matter if you lose, you don't drop tears on Fortnite, which is nice. But if you win, you go up in tears. And sometimes right. on weekends, I'll walk in late night and Devin will be up. Kid Austin will be up with his friends playing Fortnite. They learned it from watching me, Dad. <laughs> they learned it from watching oh, me. I, I will sit on the toilet until my legs fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Trying to secure that win. Don't don't judge me. Judge yourself. Level seven hundred and ninety-eight. I'm not judging. I'm just. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. As a way of like, I hear what you're saying, and I'm listening to what you're saying. That is not like a. Mm-hmm. That's not what that like. My mm-hmm have levels, and that was not a mm-hmm. Or you know, like a judgy one. That was just like I'm listening to you. <laughs> There, there's levels. I, I, I feel like you're absolutely right. Like there's levels to this judgment bevel. Like I'm listening for the, mm. like that's not even a, mm-hmm, that's just. Mm. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge you. Like I mean, I'm. I wouldn't judge you for playing games and trying to get to the, you know, the maximum level and sticking with it and everything. I used to play The Sims like before I didn't have like a, a decent computer. Like I would be playing and playing and playing and playing, and the whole day would be gone. And it's just like all I did was like build a house or, you know, make somebody fall in love. And I'm just going, 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 going. Yes. Yeah. You know, clicking whatever, you know, emotion or whatever thing I need, whatever action I need them to do over and over. Go, 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 go. Just I I get it. What if I said that uh, my games of The Sims were spent putting people in rooms and then locking the door, and then making them peel on themselves over and over again. 
I think that's normal. I think that's really normal. Yeah, like mean, if it's not if it's not making them like do stuff like like making them do things that are unpleasant, I think that's what I think that's what a lot of people do. Good. I was I was worried. <laughs> I really was because um I will take a character and invent them just to make them suffer and I just feel like God is watching me like word. Alright, watch <laughs> this, bruh. I'm gonna lock you in a room with a kid with the flu. And even if you try and send the kid out the room, he's sleeping in your bed and he's going to be looking right in your face, just breathing that flu air and just wake up sick. Man, there was a whole like MTV show about the Sims. And I think it was talking about all the ways you can make the Sims die. And I learned that you could like, obviously besides like the drowning or the fire or like some plant that eats them, you could make them die by flies. Really? So yes, like you could have the house so dirty and so filthy that at some point it just overtakes the person and they die by flies. I think this was like I think this was Sims 3 or it was 2 or 3. I'm not really sure which one it was, but they did they did like a whole episode talking about I think people that did like simulation games and they were talking about the Sims and how you can make people die. So it's totally I think it's totally normal to make people suffer i feel like they put that in the game on purpose because there's so many ways that you can try to kill somebody on that game they did it on purpose so knowing what i know about myself and clash royale uh how many times have you quit candy crush just to come back i'm trying to i don't think i've ever like maybe once once like maybe when i was like in the hundreds or two hundreds or something like i finally was just like man this is some bullshit i'm never playing candy crush again and i came back and i realized between like the other times where i would kind of just stop because it was just like fuck it i'm not gonna get past it i realized that at a certain point if you come back they will eventually start giving you shit they'll throw you bones to get you back playing so I knew that it was just like, okay, well, fuck it. If I'm at, you know, 350, I can't get past this. Like, fuck it. I'm going to just lay off of it for a month. And when I come back, maybe there'll be some type of special event or something. They'll throw some boosters at me and I'll get past this. And then I'll get, you know, I might get past 10 or 20 levels and then it might stop me again. But I'm at least past those levels. Mm-hmm. So like there was one time where I like flat out quit and any other time after that has been like okay this is it this they're not letting me get past this fucking level i'm not gonna buy any boosters right now to try to get past the level i'm gonna just wait this out and go do some other shit i've quit clash royale twice the first time was after i got kicked out of a clan because as they said you suck Mm. And uh, you don't practice before because they they have like it's it's really like they have these things every every couple days where you do a clan war against another clan and if you and there's rankings for it and whoever comes in first uh, whatever clan comes in first gets treasure chests and and cards and all that kind of stuff so then you can get more powerful characters and I lost like four times in a row in this war over the course of four wars I lost. Mm. Okay. So they didn't even ask me. They kicked me out like straight away, and I wasn't mad at that one. 
I was a, a bit put out, but I was still like, all right, I'm not tripping. Because that group had a horrible, they were a group from overseas. Like the clan was, I think, based out of like Greece or something like that. Okay. And um, so they had no problem whatsoever with the racism and homophobia. So sure. I was like, you know what? Every time that I stood up and said, y'all need to stop with the racism or the homophobia, calling each other these slurs or whatever, they were like, fuck you. And because you don't actually see each other, you're just typing in a, in a room. Everybody is real tough. So I'm like, you know what? I, I don't need to be here. I don't need to put up with this. I'm going to leave after I finish this next match. Yeah, I, 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 I this is a while back. So <laughs> they made the decision for me and kicked me out. And so I went to another group. But before I went to the other group, I was like, you know what? This is a great time for me to quit. I uninstalled it from the iPad. I uninstalled it from my phone. Um, and I was just like, I'm not going to do this ever again. I'm not going to play anymore. And because I, I think that it was at that point where I lost 20 matches in a row. Mm-hmm. Like it gets bad. Like when you go on a losing streak, you drop. And and it's for somebody like me who already has a gambling problem. Like I know that I will go into a, in a into a casino and win five hundred dollars. And there's some people who will get the five hundred dollars and walk out, just be good. I'm the person who will win five hundred dollars and give four hundred of it to Nisha. And then gamble with that 100 and then lose and then ask her if I can see the rest of the money so I can get back in it. So I know I have a I know I have a gambling issue. Therefore, I stay away from casinos. And what I found is that these video games are taking the place of casinos for me. Okay. like I don't even know if I like the game. I, I know I enjoy the game, but I enjoyed gambling, too. But. It's like I'm chasing something. I'm chasing that dragon over and over again. So even after I quit, Nisha was still playing because she didn't have that issue. Nisha uh, will play and and leave and come back. And I'll be like, you need to donate cards to other people that are going to kick you out. And she'll be like, whatever. And she just comes and goes as she chooses, which is mm-hmm. awesome. I'm not like that. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a part of this. They're depending on me when really I'm just in there for the high, uh, but I am blaming it on the rest of the group saying that they depend on me when really they don't. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody depend on you when they don't even know uh, your face. When you're just typing on a screen, you know, they don't even, they, they don't. So I left and then I, I still don't know why I came back. I think it was just like, I wonder what's going on in Clash Royale today. And nothing new is happening. I was just like, I wonder what's new in the world of Clash It's like, breaking up with somebody <laughs> and you feel good about breaking up with them because it was an abusive relationship and then one day you're just like I wonder if I text them hey big head I wonder what they're up to and it's like don't go back don't don't look back there but I went back and I've been playing ever since um whilst it's on my mind I do want to say I have no apologies left for the delay in between the, these episodes. The last episode came out in uh, mid-October. Um, we've done shows. I just haven't had the energy to post them, which sounds wild 
until you really sit back and think about it. Like there's times where you'll be prepared to do something and you'll have everything done like your kids do their homework and they have everything done, but they don't turn it in. It's like, why didn't you turn that in? It's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't turn that in. We had the episode all done. It was right there. I just needed to put the uh, the intro, the outro, and the promos in between it. And never got around to it. Just never did it. And it's one of those things right now where if I don't sit down and do it immediately, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not because there's other things in the world that I need to do. Just because every day is a fight against just a, a blah, a malaise. And... That's why even though I'm not feeling well and you're not feeling well, um, this show had to come out because you have to push through at some point to uh, do what you know is right or do what needs to be done. And today what needed to be done was me in uh, no small terms making fun of you about your Candy Crush obsession. And then you flipped it on me and started talking about Clash Royale, and I know I, I brought it on myself. I know I said it myself. I told myself <laughs> I really don't blame you for all of this because it was really supposed to be all about you today. This was your intervention, and I still love you. And it's just now we're here. Um, I went to the gas station yesterday. Today, today, yeah, cool. I went today. Um, and as I got out of the car. I saw a sign uh, that's probably always been there because it looks like a warning sign. And the sign said that um, smelling gas fumes uh, may cause cancer or birth defects. Wow. Or uh, issues with birth, things of that nature. And I was standing there like, man, I'm safe as hell because I ain't having no more kids and um i i don't i i, I if cancer's gonna hit me it's already in my family so i may as well just go out here and sniff this gas real quick because i like the smell and i started thinking about how many other things have that smell that you know you're not supposed to be sniffing but yet and i thought about this pen that i have this uh marker that it'd be it'd be calling me be calling me scotty and uh it says the same thing like it's toxic and it'll cause cancer and birth defects and all that kind of stuff and i really wonder like how much of that is true and how much of that is just fear tactics but i'm too scared to go out there and just mainline the smell of gasoline or something to find out so i'm waiting until my daughters get older and uh then i'm gonna ask them to ask one of their friends to sniff some gasoline fumes while they're pregnant and see how that turns out for everybody involved because I don't, I, I don't, I'm too scared to really find out. Like, I don't want the cancer, but I know that I'm not having any more babies, but I, I so that would never work out for me. But cancer is a real thing. Um, and the election happened a couple days ago, indeed. And uh, so over the past couple of days, I've seen a lot of posts about folks arguing about whether or not black folks voted enough. Here's my stance on it. Open and shut. I want everybody to vote. Black, white, Mexican, Eritrean, Croatian, Hispanic. I want everybody to vote. But if you don't vote, I don't know. Like, it it doesn't seem like it's going to change anything. Like, everybody talks about that one vote could change things. That one vote could change the world. But I, I don't really know. 
I've never seen it where it comes down to like, with one vote, Donald Trump got reelected. Oh my God, that one vote. It's more like a bunch of votes, but at the same time, it's not black folks. You know, it, it when you look at the numbers, uh, and, and I've seen the numbers a lot because they keep getting posted up on my timeline. Um, we comprise 14% of the population in the United States of America. And uh, we're voting as hard as we can. We're voting as well as we can. And there's just, we don't have the big enough numbers to really make a change. Uh, it still comes back to white people. That's the bottom line of what I keep hearing over and over again this week. Uh, so I'm coming out to say, white people who listen to the show, uh, convince your friends to vote. Because I'm guessing that in California, well, I know in California, there was like a 34% turnout as far as voters. Mm. And so that's the issue. I'm not putting it, I'm not making it a black thing. I'm not making it a, a Hispanic thing or an Asian thing. I am solely making it a white thing. White people, vote. And then when you vote, vote correctly. If you could do that, then everybody will win. Like, you can really change elections, white people. I don't think you know how much power you got. Like, like y'all talk about how you don't have any power, but when it comes to elections, you really do. So use that, white people, for, for good for once. Oh, speaking of white people, Nisha and I went to see uh, the girl in the spider web today. And um, I checked my phone. I... Uh, like I had on a sweatshirt and I had my phone in the sweatshirt pocket and I turned on my phone while it was still in my pocket and looked at it while it was in my pocket. It was looking like uh, on a World Series of Poker where you have the hold cards and you just lift up the edge real quick and you look at it. It's a little peak. Can't nobody else see it. I looked at the phone while I was in my pocket and then put it back and the white woman sitting next to Nisha. So on the opposite side of Nisha, sitting Nisha sitting in between the two of us. This white woman was like, um... Excuse me. After I'd already turned the phone back off. Um, that was right in my face. And it wasn't. She ruined the movie. Just by being there. Like old white woman. So Nisha looked at her phone again and was like, and what? And I was <laughs> like, white people just... Out of nowhere, just for no reason, just, excuse me, that's right in my face. No, it wasn't. You sitting next to somebody else who's sitting next to me. And if you're looking straight ahead, you won't see in my pocket. Get out of my pocket, nigga. So, that happened. Shante, how are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. A little sick. Dealing with, uh, my daughter had like a stomach bug thing, so that sucked. That started on Friday and didn't resolve itself until about Tuesday. So that was bad. I couldn't sleep in my own bed. I had to sleep in the living room with her. So if she did get sick, she wasn't getting sick in her room and everything. So, yeah, was kind of sleeping, but not really sleeping, like sleeping just enough to where you can try to hear if she's rustling or making a noise or something so I can jump up and put the trash can in front of her face in, fa- in case she has to throw up. But she's better now. I'm glad she's better now because um, I, I just want to point out that uh, she had the sickness had Lily throwing up on a Tuesday. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I'm glad she's okay. Uh, yeah, the, me too. The, the illness that we have in our house started from uh, go-go and spread throughout too. 
So, like I said, I, I knew it was a bad thing when Kid Awesome got into our bed because, first of all, he kicks. Oh, no. Yeah, and he always wants to sleep at the foot of the bed, so his feet are right near our face, and he kicks. So, it's like, dude, you're almost as long as a bed now. Like, you're a, you're a tall 11-year-old, and you kick. And so, I think uh, Nisha may have caught the bum rush a couple times. That's but sad. then, I was in the room watching uh, King of the Hill, and he got in the bed with me to watch King of the Hill instead of just sitting in a chair. Like sick people should just quarantine yourself. Just stay away from everybody else. Not not kids. They get right up underneath you. So he got on the pillow right next to me. He's watching the show, and then he just turns his head. So then his face is facing me directly, and he just starts deep breathing. Oh no! (sighs) (laughs) That's all it takes. Right. And I woke up sick. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say like he coughed in your face because that's another thing that kids do. You know, they cough like that first cough is an open cough and then they realize that they're supposed to cover their mouth and then they go, you know, they they use their arm or whatever it is, you know, that they're trying to cover themselves up. But that first cough, the germs get out mm-hmm. and then and, and you're usually like right in the vicinity of the germs getting out because you have to tell them, you know, cover your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. There is that first free range cough where it's just like, yeah. <laughs> And then the rest of them get softer and softer, and then they decide to cover it up with their elbow. But that first one is like young, free, and twenty-one, and it's just like <laughs> out there in the air, just like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get you. So I don't know if that happened. I know that uh, he was just breathing in my face, and I don't know if you can get sick from breath. I think you can. I it, it, sometimes I, my kids don't get. What 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 messes me up is I like to cuddle, and so you forget that they're sick for a second, and so you hug them a little bit or whatever, and just yeah, just being in their vicinity, it just catches you slipping. Uh, so yeah, I got caught. I got caught, and we were supposed to go to his football tournament this weekend. Uh, we're actually supposed to be there right now. Uh, we should have been pulling in to the town right now but uh the town that the tournament is in is thousand oaks which just had that shooting at the club uh, oh, wow. on wednesday i think it was wednesday that the shooting happened and yeah shooting happened on wednesday um they said that the uh dude initially they were saying that the dude was middle eastern and so they found out that he was white, and then all of a sudden he had PTSD because he was a Marine. Right. Um, but when he was Middle Eastern, that was the whole thing, and they capitalized it like he was Middle Eastern. And it was like, okay, just wait for it. Um, 15 minutes later, they found out he was white, and he's a decorated Marine who had PTSD. And it's like, okay, now now we know he's white. But um, mm-hmm. shooting happened. And then on Thursday, everybody started arriving in town uh, because they were going to go to Disneyland or whatever to hang out before they started working out for the tournament. And we were like, no, we're going to go on Friday because Kid Awesome at school. Uh, He got the flu, so he didn't go today. But still, we were going to leave out today. And we got a text message like, yo, don't even hit the freeway. Like, this city is on fire. And so it turns out that the fire in Southern California... 
is right where this city is. Like they blocked off roads and all kind of stuff. Oh wow! Um, and so, um, this town is just going through it. Like they had the shooting on Wednesday, and then I guess the fire started. I don't know. Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and it's still completely uncontained. Like they don't have any percentage of it put out. The wind is like going crazy out here. Um and it's all bad. Like whole cities have been lost mm-hmm. to this uh this this fire. They said that a thousand homes have been lost and whatnot. And I keep thinking about the fact that where I live just has not had a fire ever. As far as I remember in all my days, I've, I don't remember a fire affecting our area like a, a like a, a wildfire. It, it hits south, it hits north, but it never hits central. And I'm just waiting. I'm just like, it's going to hit us and it's going to be all bad. And I don't know how to deal with that. And that's, that's the anxiety. Like you just, it hasn't hit you yet, but it will. Right. You know, so, but, um, the parents were texting one another and it's a big group text. And I don't know any of the numbers except for the coaches. The coaches, I have their names in the system under the numbers. So when they text, I see their name and everything. And so everybody else just texting, like, before they found out about the fire, they were texting like 39, 40 times in a minute talking about, let's meet at this pizza place and sit down and watch the basketball game and we're going to have a great time. Ha ha ha. And I try and mute the uh, text messages and then I delete all the text messages and then the text messages keep coming back. And mm-hmm. now I have like 31 missed miss messages and I only know the two coaches and I don't know any other names. And then I realized they didn't know I didn't know any of the other names. I, they probably don't know whose number mine is either because they don't know me like that. So I started lying. <laughs> about what? So they're all texting about, man, this uh, hotel is really nice, but it's smoky. Like, you can see the smoke and you can smell it. And I was like, yeah, it's all in our room. We can smell it bad. Like, my oh my god, hurting. And oh, my, my God. burning. And uh, they were like, right? That's horrible. And I was like, I know. I can barely sleep. And um, then today, when they were talking about we're all going to drive home uh, before uh, the fire gets too bad, I just hope that they give us refunds for our rooms because we can't even do the tournament. I was like, they gave me a refund. Oh, my Um, God. They gave me a refund. I I asked really nicely, and they gave me a refund. And somebody was like, me too. They said it just come back when the tournament happened. And I was like, yeah, that's what they told me too, LOL. And um, so then they were like, okay, we're all, we're, we're, somebody texted, I'm leaving out now. And um, somebody else texted, drive safely. And somebody else was like, I'm leaving out too, get home safe. And I was like, we're already on the road, but we'll be praying for y'all to get home safely. Um, this fire has been a real downer, huh? And then... One of the coaches was like, shut up, Rashani. You ain't even left Sacramento yet. So, <laughs> just busting me out. And everybody wow. was like, LOL. But I'm just in the middle texting because I don't know any of these people and I don't know what's going on. But they keep on texting. I hate being a part of a text group. Yeah, that sucks. That's not. Oh, man. And it always happens um, during the holidays. That's when it happens. 
is people want to send you group texts, you know, happy Thanksgiving, happy new year, Merry Christmas. And then there's people going back and forth, you know, cause they know who's, call- you know, they know who's texting them, but now everybody though is getting the conversation. And the best part is when they start texting, who is this? I don't know who this is. Whose number is this? Like there's not 10 people in this text group. And so everybody's like, who is this? And then it turns to a side conversation about who is this? And then it all dies down until that person who turns their phone off when they go to work, turns it back on and they send a message about, I just caught this LOL. And then it starts back up again. It's just like, what y'all <laughs> just, I wish there was a way to just extract yourself from these messages but it's like being on an email message at work and somebody sends out a congratulations to so-and-so for a promotion. And so the next six people hit reply all when they say congratulations to this person for their promotion, even though their name is the initial, like they're the only name that's in the two field, everybody else in the CC or the BCC. Um, but they hit reply all. Like six or seven people will do that. And then like the eighth person will be like, would y'all stop replying all? We don't need to see your thoughts to this person by hitting reply all. You can just hit reply to them directly or you can call them directly, but you don't need to hit reply all because we don't care. Damn. But they hit reply all (laughs) to tell everybody that they don't care about them and and please stop hitting reply all. And somebody, somebody else will be like, you just hit reply all to say don't reply all. You dumb motherfucker. And then they come back and they be like, oh, my fault. But they're still replying all. So they're going back and forth. There's no way to get out of these messages at all. And um, so I have set it up now where any messages that have a like announcement, if it says announcement in the subject, I have set it up to automatically go in the trash. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it goes in the trash and then it automatically deletes itself. So I don't even know what's going on, um, which that doesn't sound good, but my boss never sends out anything that says announcement. Okay. Like he'll say straight out, this is what's going on. Like, uh, document such and such needs to be reissued to this company or subject. Are you going to lunch today or subject, um, Kingdom Hearts is coming out in January. I'm so excited. My boss rocks. So <laughs> when I get those big announcement things, I'm just like, why do y'all do this? And it happens every single time. Somebody will send back congratulations or so-and-so's retiring. Please come to their come to their retirement party. Um, are there gonna be cookies? <laughs> like, bruh, if you're gonna send out a joke thing like that, please be funny. Like, think about it before you send it out. Yes, there's going to be cookies. No, you can't have more than one. No, you don't know this person. And don't send back a thing to reply all to say, you're going to really be missed. I remember when we were coming up and we went to that strip joint and they just had their booty all in your face while you were trying to tell me about requisitions and plans and stuff. Don't send that reply all. Call somebody. Like, I think that it's the older generation who are just like, I'm going to hit reply all no matter what. And then... So the funny thing is, and it's not funny, it's actually annoying, that when you want people to hit reply all, they don't. Like if it's you and your husband in an email along with like 
Lily's teacher, just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And you send a message to Lily to Lily's teacher, but you CC your husband, you CC Cody. Um, they never reply all. They'll reply back to you, and then you got to let him know what he missed by, and then you try and drop the hint by replying to all and putting him back into the email. Like, great, thank you for this information. And then they just reply back to you again. It's like, can you hit reply all? But when you don't want them to reply all, they reply all all day long. Somebody sent out an email. Phone lost in the bathroom. If it's yours, please come pick it up. That doesn't even need a response. Somebody was like, was it a Samsung or an iPhone? If you're asking, it ain't your phone. Yeah. Well, if nobody else comes and picks it up by 3 o'clock, can I have it? LOL. And these are reply alls in the middle of the work day. I'm like, I know y'all are bored, but do what I do. Take a nap. <laughs> Watch King of the Hill do something, but miss me with all these reply alls. It's killing me. It really does. It just irritates me in ways that I really can't explain. Um... Speaking of irritate me in ways I really can't explain, I've been watching King of the Hill. And I don't know why. Because, um... Yeah. Hank Hill's a piece of shit. (laughs) Sure. Hank Hill is a horrible, horrible person. And I I think it was because I I don't remember watching it. The show came out in, like, what, 96... 95, something like that. But dude is just a bad person. Like, I guess he's a good father, but at the same time, he... Like, the things that are were acceptable back in the 90s, it's like watching a time capsule, and I don't like it. Because the stuff that was acceptable back then is not acceptable now. Sure. At all. Like, homophobia is in this show just rampant, and uh, misogyny misogyny is in the show and even then like I'm like okay it's it's like watching Tom and Jerry it is what it is for that time and for that era but it doesn't mean I have to like it um and now I'm kind of like hate watching it because there's a character who uh every day every single time that she tries to do something uh Hank is just mansplaining to her about why this is wrong or why this is right. And uh, she was making a song. It's actually his wife, Peggy. Uh, he was, she was writing a song and he was like, you know what this needs? It needs an upbeat part. Cause she was talking about how he was smothering her by not letting her do anything. He was forcing her to be a stay at home mom. And he was like, you know what this needs? It needs something upbeat at the end. And she was like, no, that'll mess up the song. And he was like, no, I don't think you know what I'm talking about. Let me explain what an upbeat part is. And I'm like, dang, somebody wrote that. So I'm struggle watching that. Like, I'm literally hate watching it right now because I have nothing else to watch. Really? Like, nothing? Yeah. You should check out. You should check out the 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 adventures of the chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Is it funny? Mm, a little bit. 
You might, at the same time, though, you might get irritated by a little white girl, Sabrina. So I don't know. I enjoyed Sabrina it. Sabrina from the comics? I like guess. The Archie Sabrina? I guess. Like, I mean, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was the comics. Oh. And this is based on the comics. Okay. Hmm. I've saw people making thoughts about it. Like, everybody has thoughts. So, um, maybe? Maybe I'll watch it? I just finished watching Daredevil. Like a week ago. I still haven't watched the second season of Luke Cage. I didn't finish watching the first season of Luke Cage. Or not Luke Cage, but uh, Iron Fist. I didn't finish watching the first season of that. So, Yeah, I didn't start Iron Fist. We started Daredevil, and then there's been a lot of out-of-town stuff for Cody's job. So we haven't picked that back up. But then he, I started watching Sabrina, and he started watching it with me at like seven or eight or maybe somewhere between like five and seven so he started watching it and then i ended up finishing it the other day and i thought it, it's enjoy it was enjoyable the little girl was kind of working on my nerves in some respects but i think that's mostly because she's a teenager but there's a part of me that thinks it's because she's white <laughs> and a teenager I can see but, that. <laughs> but but still it was it's a good show uh the character uh ambrose uh his name is chance per permandero i'm probably saying i'm saying boys that i'm saying the boys last name just wrong but just good stuff cute kid and uh i follow him on instagram because of course i follow him on instagram but just it's a good show okay um probably maybe might be something I watch while I'm at the gym. Uh, I'm I'm that old person now. Like I'll put the uh, phone up on the stand, and I will watch TV while I'm doing like the elliptical or something like that. And I never did it before until this past week. I was watching this show about um, this dude, this psychiatrist who was. Uh, trying to convince somebody to become a hero. Mm. Um, and his whole thing was, I'm going to play a tone. Uh, I'm going to, he actually embedded a, a tube into this dude's neck and told him it was a microchip that's supposed to increase your dopamine and adrenaline. And then he gave him a fake app that uh, was supposed to be like a video journal, but really it was just recording to make sure that he was still using the app on a day-to-day basis because on the app, whenever it opened up, it would play this tone that was supposed to like heighten your levels of adrenaline and dopamine and all that kind of stuff. And um, so it went on for about a couple months. Um, and then this guy leaves the experiment and goes back home where they have all these actors and everything set up to... Um, at a bar to act like they're being racist towards uh Hispanic gentlemen. And um, because this guy initially was very racist against Hispanics, he didn't, he wanted the wall built and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by the end of the show, they're checking to see if this psychiatrist has put enough uh, cues into this guy's head to where even though a couple of months prior he was racist, he would be able to, he would be willing to take a bullet 
for Hispanic Dude. It was really interesting. It was a 40-minute episode. Um, I don't remember what it was called. It was just, huh. the, it was a Netflix original. It popped up as soon okay. as it up Netflix. And um, I know that the dude um, has also made an episode where he's trying to convince somebody to murder somebody. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And um, it's really interesting just to see how cues and when you hear something enough, you start to be programmed uh, to not even really think about it anymore. You just do it. Um, I wish I could remember what it was called so then you could look at it and see that I'm not crazy. It was it was really interesting. Um, but yeah. Um, you talking about that makes me think of an office episode with Jim and Dwight, and Jim would ring a bell. And then hand Dwight, ask Dwight if he wanted like some gum or some candy. And he did it and did it and did it and did it until he eventually stopped offering the candy. So like he hits the bell and then Dwight is just holding his hand out and kind of looking at himself all crazy. Like, why did this bell make me hold my hand out? Because <laughs> yeah. Jim's an asshole. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Very much so. Um Another Netflix show that you might like because you like to cook that just popped into my head. Salt, Fat, Acid, and Heat. Have you checked that out? No. You should watch that. It's four episodes. The The chef, her name is um, Salmon or Samin uh, Nasrat. Uh, I'm also not saying her name right, and that's fucked up I'm on me. I'm glad you're aware of that. Like, I didn't want to say anything. That the, the, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying her name right, but she really breaks down how good cooking is basically about, you know, is basically about the salt, fat, acid, and heat of a dish and how you add enough salt, how it enhances the flavor, how the fat does this to this food, how, you know, you add acid to it, you know, like citrus or whatever, and it turns the food into this. And if you heat food this way, it can make it crispy. It can make it like this or that. So it's really, it was really dope. She has a really dope energy. I think you would like just watching it. Okay. Uh, Because we like to watch food shows and then not cook it. Um, seriously, like that's, that's the new thing. Like we will talk about how, oh yeah, I, I can make that. And then we just never do. So, <laughs> um, we were watching, I have, you know what? I've realized something. I am wasting my time on Pinterest. Um, because it's like, I, I would gladly make and eat this stuff, but eh, by the time I actually get around to dinner time, I don't want to actually make it or eat it. So it's like, eh, whatever. And it's not one of those malaise things. It's just like, I don't think about, you know, the fact that it's actually in, uh, I don't, I don't think about Pinterest when I'm sitting down to cook something. But the one time I did, I actually did do it once and it turned out to be wonderful, but then I completely forgot going for it. <laughs> Yeah, Pinterest is hard. Pinterest reminds me of Instagram in the aspirational part of it. It's just that your aspiration isn't about, like on Instagram, I think people feel like aspirations as far as like, oh, I want to travel. I want to, 
you know, I want to look like the way these people look, or I wish I could look like the way these people look and where I think Pinterest is like, oh man, I wish I could cook that food. I wish I could do this thing that they're doing on Pinterest kind of thing. This whatever, you know, whatever cooking. uh, Oh, I'm going to sew this. I'm going to learn to sew Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I'm going to learn to do this craft. I'm going to pull off these cupcakes for my class, you know, for my children's class. And everybody's going to think that I'm awesome. Kind of that kind of aspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Never works. Nisha, the closest person, Nisha will go on Pinterest and find something and replicate it to dang near perfection. I'll find something on Pinterest. Nah. Like, I'll just, this is my interpretation. That's what (laughs) this is. It's my interpretation of food. And if you don't like it, you can uh, kiss my whole ass. You better eat. Or else you're going to fucking starve because you can't get cereal. You can't have it. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. No cereal for you. So the dude's name is Darren Brown. I found it. Oh, okay. I found it. And um, he has three shows now on Netflix. Uh, the one that I just saw where he's trying to convince somebody to murder somebody. Mm-hmm. It's called The Push. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. And then the one where he uh, convinces the guy to be a hero is called Sacrifice. And it's just really interesting to watch this white person just completely mind fuck people. Yeah. That was like a whole... U- Did you ever hear about that? With the Like in the 70s, there was like a whole UCLA um, test or something. Like Stanford, K- yeah. Stanford, okay, yeah, yeah where they, the guy, where they, like, they did, like, the prison thing or whatever, like, they got a group of kids, a group of um, college students, some students were the prisoners, some students were the uh, the officers, you know, the COs or whatever, and how quickly the prisoners fell into being prisoners and how quickly the COs, you know, fell into being COs, you know, how willing they were to, you know, be authoritative and be shitty and and all that different kind of stuff. And then there were other things, you know, it seems like there's always those kinds of tests where like, who is going to be the one to stand up and stop something really fucked up from happening? Yeah, and from I saw the the movie of it with a bunch of nobodies. Um, like honestly, but it was on Netflix, and so I watched Stanford Experiment, and that was that was horrifying to me. Like how quickly people were just like, "Yeah, this is how it's supposed to be," you know, boss and all that kind of stuff. Like, nah, bruh, and I say nah, bruh. We all say nah, bro, like, or nah, sis. Like, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't put up with that shit. But I talked about this before, but I saw this video where people were sitting in a waiting room for, I think it was a doctor or something like that. But it was just a psychological experiment. I watch a lot of psychological experiments because it's just funny to see people's minds get controlled without them even noticing it. Facebook. Um, And so... This lady walks into a a waiting room that already has like four or five people in it. 
And the four or five people who are already in there are all actors. Um, and so when she comes in and sits down, she's sitting there for a second. And then there's like this ding, like this this bell rings or something. Not a like not not like a change of class ring, just like a doom 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 mm. something like that. And when that happens, everybody else stands up except for her. And then they just sit back down like nothing ever happened. Um and first time she just ignores it, you know, she's reading her book. Uh and by the third time she's looking at everybody like, Why are y'all standing up when this thing goes ding and she asked somebody why are y'all standing up and they were like well the bell rung and so by like the seventh time when the bell rings when they stand up she stands up Mm -hmm. and so she stands up and they stand up and they all sit down and she looks around nervously and giggles and by the fourth by the 14th time She's no longer giggling. It's not even anything weird to her. She's just standing up when the bell rings, and then she sits back mm-hmm. down and keeps on reading. Yeah. Um. After about twenty times, the rest of the actors, the other the actors, start getting called into the back. Um. To do whatever, like they just get off stage. I guess they're saying that they got they're getting called by the nurse. She's sitting by herself. There's nobody else in the room with her that ding happens and she still stands up even though there's nobody there to see her do it and then she sits back down and then people from out the street who actually have appointments start coming in who aren't actors don't know anything about this and that ding happens and she stands up and they're looking at her like what are you doing Mm -hmm. and she doesn't say anything she just keeps standing up and sitting down and by the fourth time that they come in they're standing up and sitting down on the ding these are people just fresh off the street right who are without even thinking about, it, they're just programmed to do this because somebody that they see is doing it, and they just think this is how it works in this office. And it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. But at the same time, it was just like people do that. Mm-hmm. Like you come in initially, like these motherfuckers is crazy, and then by the third time, and somebody says it or something like that, and everybody else laughs, and you're not laughing, you start fake laughing because you feel like you're not a part of the group. And then by the ninth time, you're actually really laughing and you change your whole mindset about something, your whole perspective, and you don't even know when it happened. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not, but it's just it's just intense to see it. And if I find it, I'm going to post it up on the single simulcast uh, support group uh, because it's just, it's beautiful in its simplicity. Um I was talking with somebody a couple days ago about uh, Trump and Jeff Sessions and how mm-hmm. all of a sudden uh, Trump hates J- Jeff Sessions and he's calling him an idiot and all that kind of stuff and how he fired him and all that. But back in the day, Trump and Jeff Sessions were like besties. Um, and so I was pointing out how for a lot of people, everybody knows a Trump. Like not the racist blowhard, just the bully. Like, you know somebody in your life, whether it's in social media or in real life, who's a straight-up bully. But they're cool to you. Mm-hmm. So you overlook the fact that they're bullying somebody else that you may or may not know. You just look over their heads. And it's like, because they're not doing anything to me. Like, this person must have deserved it because they've always been nice to me. And then one day, you start getting bullied. And you're on the outs. 
And you're just like, why isn't anybody standing up for me? And it's like, well, because whatever you did, you must have deserved it. This person's a stand-up person. They never got mad at me. They never did anything to me. And now that you're out the way, I'm just going to step closer to get closer to their warmth or their good grace or whatever it may be. And that really mesmerizes me. Watching these, it's like a, a, a cycle. Like the Republicans uh, are in Trump's inner circle. And so Trump, everything he says is right until he wants to fire them. And then all of a sudden, he's a jerk and a jackass and all that. And there's like six or seven people now that this happened to. But everybody's still just like, oh, yeah, just be good to me. I don't believe it. You know, just be all right with me. And, and Trump's a stand-up dude and all that kind of stuff. Omarosa was one. You know, um, just down the line. You got any thoughts on it? Oh, well, I mean, it's just, like you said, everybody, like you, I got that, that SOS song. Yeah. (laughs) SOS band song in my head. But it does, it does happen. What it makes me think of is, um, in the beauty world is, uh, is Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star is like this really big independent, um, makeup person. As far as independent, like, he's not affiliated with any, like, big brand. He's, like, his own brand. Mm-hmm. And he is a shitty person. Like, and there are lots of people who he has, like, been shitty to. You know, like, he's cool with them for a little bit, and they're in his videos, and he fucks with them, and all this different kind of stuff. And then later on, he stops fucking with that person. And it's all downhill and it's like shitty tweets back and forth and, and all this different kind of stuff and then somebody else comes in and becomes his friend and who he's fucking with and then now he don't fuck with them you know it's just like this kind of cycle of people that come through who he fucks with and then they're not his friend anymore and it's just but you know that perhaps people are overlooking the previous you know falling outs because they want to get close to whatever they think his light is, you know, as far as him being so big and feeling like he's powerful and, and all this different kind of stuff that they excuse it. It's like, it's perfectly fine that he's shitty or it's fine that he has done racist things or has done this or bullied that person or that. It's just like, it's cool now. Cause it's not happening to me. Mm-hmm. It's happening to them. I don't care about the other girls. Just be good to me. Ooh. That song is so just. Oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. But that's, but that's, that's, you know, 80s R&B. And, and, and 90s R&B. And just R&B in general is about those types of like really fucked up emotional things. But I think it's funny when people try to harken back to that time as if the music, the content was different, I guess. <laughs> Where I'm just thinking, like, we got whole, like, Barbara, this is Shirley kind of thing with woman to woman. Like, we, mm-hmm. like, nobody's ever been, no, uh, like, the music hasn't ever always been just about being faithful to your spouse and loving them and being reciprocate and reciprocating that love and all that different kind of stuff. I think that's what people think they, that's what they want it to be when no, it's about cheating. You know, it's about taking somebody's man or wanting to be with somebody 
but not really feeling like you're worthy of being with that person, but you string them along and all just all kinds of fucked up shit. It's just, you know, the full, you know, breath of a breath of emotions and everything. But no, it's people who want to say, you know, who want to put that meme out. Like if it's not 90s R&B, I don't want it. You know, if it's not a 90s R&B kind of love, I don't want it. But it's just like, bitch, like, did you not listen to <laughs> these? Not Did you not listen to I'm So Into You by SWV or any any of these other songs? Did you not listen to He's Mine by Mokin Steph? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't know. Folks are funny. There's a song from uh, Loose Ends. Um, I Can't Wait. Yeah, uh, where they say literally in the in the uh, in the chorus, it's a part time love love affair. When she's not with you, I am there. But the lyrics nowadays are too raunchy. Love come down, but the lyrics nowadays are too raunchy, and it's just like, yeah, I miss me, miss me with all of that. Um, the lyrics nowadays may not make sense, but that's because I don't understand a lot of the lingo. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, ain't nothing changed. They're just they're not even more overt about it. It's Mr. Still Your Girl was in the early two thousands. So I don't know. I think people just I think that's just a sign that people are getting older and just don't want to realize it until it's too late. Is that whole um back in my day we did this. Yeah. Overly nostalgic. Yeah. Which is sad. Because I feel like if you're overly nostalgic, in a lot of cases, that you just spin your wheels on shit. You just you just stay stuck. You're just so focused on how it used to be that you can't get with how it is now. Like, you can't even enjoy it. Because it's like, it's like, when I think about people who are overly nostalgic about, like, oh, like, oh, like, people are always talking about how kids don't, uh kids don't play outside anymore that's what it is like when I, I played outside I did this I did that and blah 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 and it's just like but these kids are enjoying themselves where they are and some kids still are going outside it's just like why are you so pressed about nagging naysaying little kids like where is your joy mm-hmm. let these kids play on their tablets I think a tablet is dope it's mm-hmm. nice you know, being able to play these video games. And not only that, they're playing sometimes they're playing these video games with their friends. You know, so for the kid who maybe doesn't always feel good going outside, who maybe doesn't live close to their friends, they maybe they don't live within walking distance, maybe they can't bike as far as they could have maybe, you know, ten or fifteen years ago, they can still interact with their friends. And have a good time together. Like, it's just, these. some of these kids are alright. I guess is what it is. Stop being a fuddy dud. And stop worrying about who's coming up to your door on Halloween. Like, oh man, these teenagers ain't even dressed up in the costume, asking for my candy and stuff. Like, come on now. You act like you weren't, when I was a kid, we used to this was back around the time the Adams Family Values was out. Niggas used to say stuff that would get you shot nowadays. Why aren't you dressed up in a in a costume when you knock on the door? What are you supposed to be? Oh, I'm a serial killer. They dress like everybody else. Nigga, I will shoot you. <laughs> Don't 
don't scare a brother. I will literally mollywop you. Like, don't do that. What are you supposed to be? Oh, I'm an axe murderer. My axe in the bag. Trick or treat. Nah, nigga, I will tear you up. And I used to do it. Door to door. Thought it was the funniest thing ever. Just wearing school clothes and getting candy. But, like, it, it's... Let these kids be kids. Besides, if they don't go outside and you don't let them play inside, you don't let them play tablets, you don't let them play video games, whatever it may be, what are you going to take away from them when they get in trouble? Do y'all think about that? You got to let them have some sort of enjoyment just so you can take it away from them when they get in trouble. <laughs> like, you got a long game. Like, oh, man, that little nigga is using my tablet all the time. Cool. Cool. Hey, you got homework? Did you do it? No? First thing that goes, tablet. Go outside. See? <laughs> it all works out. And then when they go outside too much and start having fun with it, then you let them have the tablet again. Keep them off their toes. Just keep switching it up so they always find a, they never have enough time to get addicted to one thing. Like when they start really liking going to the court to play basketball, oh, you didn't do your homework, you can't go to the court. Here's a tablet. Or... Even better than all the rest of them, read this book. I love reading. And watching my kids start to love reading, either A, because they liked it, or B, because it was a punishment, was one of the most endearing parts of my life. But then it's like, man, now it's not a punishment anymore, because now I'll say, read this book, and they'll just look at me and plop down and start reading, go in the kitchen and make themselves a hot chocolate, and go to town. So now it's like, uh, nigga, go outside. It's 48 (laughs) degrees outside. Yes, it is. (laughs) Go to the court. Ain't nobody out there. No, there isn't. Play that good old five-second game where you count down and you get, like you're trying to make that game winning shot. And then come back and see me. Keep them on their toes. That's how we do it. We'll be right back. This is Single Simulcast. Hey, this is Charlotte. Black Lives Matter. Belinda Castile, Black Matters. Single simulcast is what you're listening to. What's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, And I'm Mia Mix. And I'm Zaheer. And we are Marsha's Play. And you are listening to Single Simulcast. Hi, I'm Fallon of FallonKitty.com, a critic and creator. And you're listening to Single Simulcast. This is Jarman, uh, a.k.a. Shantae's brother. You listen to Single Simulcast. Favorite podcast is favorite podcast. I like listening to it. Hopefully you like listening to it. Enjoy. That was, that was simply sensational. sensational. Single, Single simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches. Hey everybody, this is Gerald Jones from Buy Black Podcast, the voice of black business, where we interview black business owners to help you get to know them to help them teach you a little something and for all of us to do a little bit more to support black business owners and the black economy. You guys are listening to Single Simulcast with Shante and Rashani, and I appreciate every minute I get to spend with these folks. I know y'all do too. Keep listening. Hi, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown of College podcast, and you are listening to Single Simulcast with my man Rashani and Shante Fabulous. Your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I'm your favorite podcaster. So that should be your favorite podcaster. Because I'm your fave, fave, and your fave, fave. Check them out on Single Simulcast. And check out Crime of Collars. 
Find wherever you can find great podcasts and the CSPN network. Like makeup? Interested in mental health? Check out lithiumtolashes.com where I talk about my own everyday struggles with mental health and beat my face from time to time. This is Single Simulcast. Hello, this is Stephanie from the Mocha Menace podcast. If you can hear my voice, that means you're tuning in to two of my faves, Rayshani and Shantae Fabulous of the Single Simulcast. Congrats! You made a really good choice today. You want to make another good choice? Check me out on the Mocha Minutes podcast. You won't be disappointed if you're tuning in to the Single Simulcast. You're going to love the Mocha Minutes podcast too. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast wherever you find your podcast. We'd love to have you tune in. Okay. Bye. Hi, this is Deshaun, a.k.a. Big Boy 1077 from Spit That Ish Podcast. It's a sports podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and um, that's about it. Uh, we've been doing it for five weeks now. It's pretty awesome. I have a co-host named Justin. We talk about everything current in sports. And um, thanks to Rashani, and this is a single simulcast. Single simulcast episode three twenty two. Shantae's in the building. I'm in the building. If there was music, that means Fat Man Wild's in the building. Um, so I did a poll back on November first uh, about which one was more preferable to you as a kid. Uh, the two options, because they won't give you more than two on Facebook. I guess they're scared that it'll turn into a real argument. But the two options were stomping on dry leaves or jumping in puddles. Mm. I used to love stepping in uh, on on in dry leaves. Like that crunch was just so satisfying to me. Um, and apparently, I wasn't alone because fifty-two percent of people said that stomping on dry leaves is much better than jumping in puddles. I guess they know what I know, which is if you jump in a puddle and the water gets up too high. It makes your underwear ride up in your butt, and <laughs> then everything itches. Like I don't understand how water makes your stuff itch. My mama said it was it was it was because I didn't wash my butt enough. <laughs> Mom's was real good about that sly shit. Like she'll just sneak diss me all the time, and I never caught it till I got older and started saying stuff to my kids. But Mom's was the queen of sneak dissing. It'd be like, Mom, I'm not sleepy. Did you brush your teeth? What? Oh, I thought that your breath was keeping you awake. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> no, Mom, I, I brushed my teeth. All right, go back to bed then. Mom, my girlfriend broke up with me. I wonder what took her so long. What? Nothing, baby. Let's talk about it. Like, let's, That's messed up. Let's talk about what you're going through and how you're feeling right now. Just stuff like that. Just sneak disses. Like, she was, I, I never realized it. Until I got older and had Gogo, and Gogo is a lot like me, and I'm a lot like my mom, so I see all the shade coming out. But she's good at it. She's real slippery. Like, you won't even know you're being dissed until like five minutes later. And it's like, wait. Hmm. Hey, mom, I'm, I'm really itchy from rolling in the grass. Are you sure it's from rolling in the grass? Did you take a shower in the past week? What? Oh, 
Nothing. Go get in the shower. It's going to itch even more now when the water finally hits your skin. What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> so which one's uh, more important? Which one did you perform more? Stomping in dry leaves or jumping in puddles? Yeah, I think the dry leaves are probably better. Because for one, after you get the sensation of being in the leaves, especially depending on how high the leaves are, you know, like a big like pile of them and everything kind of stomping through and everything, that's fun. You don't have to worry about your pants being wet. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking of. It's like you jump in a puddle and then you come back in the house and you're all wet. You get in fucking trouble. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, why are your pants, you know, why is it wet all the way up to your knees? Kind of thing, so. Yeah. The only thing about stomping in puddles, the other thing was the fact that in order for there to be puddles, there had to be rain. I didn't like rain. I mean, I like the smell of it now, but when I was a kid, rain was the worst. Mm. Like, it was just like, uh, that just takes out the option of going outside. Because for some strange reason, when we were growing up, uh, we had a zero tolerance policy for video games. Like, it had to be an absolute miracle to get to play video games. And my parents knew it. Like, um, it had to be a holiday break. Couldn't even be a weekend. Had to be a holiday break uh, from school. And in said holiday break, moms would put together a list of about 22 chores that needed to be done. And if those chores got completed in time, then you could play video games for 30 minutes. Dishes, vacuum, clean room, clean bathroom. We didn't have to wipe down the walls. Laundry. Fold clothes, put clothes away, um, walk the dog, something like that. All these things just to get the 30 minutes of video games. And I know you live that semi-charm type of life where your daddy just lets you play video games whenever you want it and forgets you, Shantae. Eh, eh, play video games whenever I feel like it. No. (laughs) 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 I just... There was one kid in my neighborhood who was like you. He could play video games whenever he wanted, and he didn't know why I was his friend. <laughs> but I'd be like, Mom, I'm going to Wesley's house to hang out. Oh, you're playing video games? Oh, do tell. Oh, well, yes, I like to play Karnoff. Let's, let's, yes, I've played this before. Move over. And I would sit at his house, and I would play video games for a good couple hours. And then I go home and lie my face off. What'd you do today, Derek? Uh, tag. <laughs> we read. Uh, encyclopedias. Like, we got through the J today. That was important. But yeah, I've never been the person who was just allowed to play video games whenever I want. So in this day and age where it's like, your kids don't, do you even play, bro? Like, there's kids on my basketball team who have, who don't play video games. And I'm like, wow, how'd their parents pull that off? I, I just don't know that life. And I'm, I'm curious to know what they do instead of playing video games. And I realize they got a jump shot. That's when they <laughs> play video games. Yeah. They actually go out and play basketball. Um, also, I am now the junior varsity coach of one of the local high schools. 
Oh, okay. That's dope. Um, half of the kids can't really, uh, they're still learning fundamentals. Like, it's, it's a big difference between the haves and the have-nots out here. Uh, the haves have tutors and uh, opportunities and parks and all that kind of stuff. The have-nots got schools to get locked down, like, with keys and, and chains to keep you from getting to the basketball courts in the back. Uh, so these kids, some of them can't even make a layup, and they're trying out for JV and freshman basketball. Some of them can't drill with their left hand. Some of them can't make jump shots. And some of them just have six Fs. And expect me to overlook the six Fs because they can make a jump shot. And I'm like, bro, like, wait. You got how many? Yeah, coach, let me explain to you. Nah, you ain't got to explain nothing to me, bro. You got six Fs. That is a point. Three, seven, five. When I first looked at it, I was like, dang, he's smart. <laughs> I was like, he got a three point. Wait, wait, no, no. Point three seven five. This nigga got a batting average. He would win the hitting award in baseball right now with his grade <laughs> point average. That's all bad. That's good that you're at least that you're not being swayed by their skill because that does happen, unfortunately. <laughs> Where you get students, you know, who can because they can run fast or catch a ball or shoot well, but aren't really good academically that they get pushed along and yeah. still get to play. It makes me mad. Like, you're wasting my time and every kid who comes out there who's actually good will make the team. Unless you got like F's. At which point, obviously, you can't make the team. And it's like, why are you even wasting my time? Why do you... I, I was hoping that this is what they're thinking. I was hoping that you would like me and then just overlook the Fs. Like the uh, athletic director isn't coming in every other day. Like, hey, here's the grade list. Why is that kid still out there? Now, there's other kids who don't have the money to do things like get a physical or get insurance. Mm -hmm. So we're still working to get them all situated with insurance and physicals. And, and again, this is something I didn't have to think about. Like in other schools, they just, the haves, it was just a given that the kids were able to get to their family doctor and get physicals done. And it was just a given that the kids had insurance through their parents' jobs or through whatever. If their parents own their own company, it was a given. So there's like kids who don't have insurance and it's like, wow. And, um, it got me thinking about how we talk about the other side of the tracks like that. We don't talk about, but it, it, it's an old school phrase that everybody knows, mm -hmm. you know, on the other side of the tracks looks like this. Well, where my grandma lives, which is literally a, a freeway exit down from where I live at is the hood. I talked about on the show a while back, uh, they ain't building no luxury houses in Danger Island. Um, I just realized like a couple days ago that if you go less than one mile away from Danger Island and you go over the overpass, you were immediately in one of the most posh neighborhoods in the area. 
and there's no tracks, there's no nothing to change it. It's just you go over the overpass, and all of a sudden, instead of seeing all black folks or or uh, Latinx or uh, chic or anything like that, all white people mm-hmm. over the overpass, all white people. There's a Starbucks. They're all sitting outside in their jogging shorts and their yoga pants, drinking Starbucks, and and there's like these well-to-do stores that they don't have on the other side. The other side is a food desert. But as soon as you go over that bridge, there's all this opportunity. Um, there's literally a gated community that has huge mansions in it. Like, right on the other side of the freeway from poverty, there's these, like, million-dollar mansions sitting right there. And it just... It makes me... It awes me. It doesn't make me mad. It just awes me how nobody ever said, hey, why don't we take some of this and take it over that overpass? Because they feel like the over the overpass has a reputation. Like, it's not literally right there. That's like me saying, I don't, like... That's like me going over to somebody who's standing right in front of me and saying, you're worse than me. For no reason. We're in the same area. But you're two steps away from me, so you're in a worse situation than I'm in. And I'm not going to do anything to fix your situation. And it makes me sad just to see the have and have nots laid out so bare like that. Um, where my grandma lives, the median income is 30000 maybe thirty five. which, again, I'm in Cali. So that's poverty that's like mm-hmm. lower income for show i mean in, in san francisco at this point in time if you have low six figures you're lower income so think about having thirty thousand dollars as your or less there's some people who are making 20 or less and it's just all they know but you go over that overpass and the median jumps up to like a thou wow a hundred thousand and it's just like, dang, nobody even notices this. It's 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 really it's it's really bizarre to me. I don't know. I'm looking at the uh, information about how much money they got over there now, and I'm getting mad all over again. I need to stop looking. Um, I went and saw uh, the girl in the spider web. And I went and saw Smallfoot. And I went and saw The Grinch. And I still haven't seen The Hate You Give. Oh, I went and saw A Star is Born. And I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. And they were all good. Um, Girl in the Spider's Web starts off with implied incest. Mm. Like, they didn't show it. They just showed a father who was like, come to me, and then the sister snatched the girl away from him. Okay. Then she was like, come on, let's run away. And the other girl was like, no, and went back to the father. Um, And it was implied that after the sister left, like he assaulted uh, the other sister. Sure. So that's in like the first three minutes. Like I said, nothing gets shown, nothing like that. He doesn't say, I'm going to... He just... He does that creepy shit, like unbuttons the top button of his shirt while patting the bed and says, sit right here. Um, I want to play a game. Mm-hmm. That implied creepy shit. Um, 
but the rest of the movie was really dope. Um, Lakeith Stanford is in it, or Stanfield is in it. He does an excellent job as usual. Um, let me see. Smallfoot was funny. It wasn't nearly as much music as I expected. Somebody told me it was a musical, and I don't fuck with musicals. Other than Rent. So I went and saw it with Kid Awesome, and it was really good. Bohemian Rhapsody, I cried. Like, big snot bubble tears. Um, and then read what everybody else thought about it, and never read the reviews. Like, literally. If you feel a certain way about a movie, you feel a certain way about a movie. Reviews should not change your idea about the movie at all but I read the reviews and I was like dang that did happen I was like oh man now I feel different <laughs> but I still cried and then A Star is Born I cried um, but for A Star is Born and for Bohemian Rhapsody without spoiling anything I feel like I cried more because of the mental health aspects of them both yeah um, and it just movies that make you feel emotions are the ones that strike you in a place that you didn't expect to be struck, and I didn't expect to be struck in that place of loneliness or needing or, or chasing something. Um, so, yeah. And let me see. The Grinch was completely different than I expected. I would say go see that, Chante. Like, take the kids. They'd really enjoy it. Um, it centered more on the Grinch's uh, situation than just saying he's a evil mean guy who just steals Christmas without any pathos or any reasoning why here's why here's what's going on and actually build a backstory for him which was really good I really enjoyed it um, I didn't enjoy the fact that uh, everybody in Whoville uh, looks all fuzzy and furry except for the lead characters who look white mm. um, one of the characters looks like Tia Leone and the other one just looks like a little girl. Cindy Lou Who looks like just a little blonde-haired white girl. Everybody else looks like a, a, a puffle. Uh, so I had an issue with that. But other than that, Devin, Kid Awesome, dug it. Um, and let me see. You see anything recently? Any good stuff other than Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? No. No, I mean, I mostly I feel like I've mostly said everything that I've been watching and it's mostly been on Netflix. I haven't been to any movie theaters or anything lately because Cody's been out of town for like three or four days out of the week. So then when the weekend comes, we're just kind of hanging in the house and kind of waiting for him to have to go back out. Okay. Well, I'm looking at this Disney Plus thing that's coming out, uh, which is Disney's version of Netflix. Um, and I'm thinking I might have to go there. Okay, so does it have like like all the Disney movies going to be on there? Is just like, is it just going to be everything Disney is going to be on the show? I mean, on the on the service? Uh, yes, uh, everything Disney is going to be on the service. Everything Lucas Arts is going to be on the service. They're making a second live-action Star Wars series, um, a prequel to Rogue One, uh, on the service. The final season, The Clone Wars, is going to be on the service. Um, Loki is getting from the MCU is getting his own TV show on the right. service. Captain Marvel will become the first Marvel movie to head directly to Disney service instead of Netflix. Um, but Jessica Jones and Daredevil are going to be on Netflix. 
Um, um, new, so they haven't been canceled. No, at this point, okay. Unfortunately, have I, I kind of I wanted to see what was going to happen with Luke Cage, but I felt like they had drawn themselves into a corner with that second season. Um, they'll have a reboot of uh, a TV reboot of the movie High Fidelity, a new Monsters Inc. series, a High School Musical series. Um, they're doing a remake of Ladies, Lady and the Tramp, which will be on the service. Uh, remakes of The Parent Trap, Honey, I Swank the Shrunk the Kids. Can we just say that Disney's whole thing right now is Marvel movies and remakes? Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing else. There's no in-between. It's either Marvel and Star Wars, or, hey, we're making a live-action version of Aladdin. So, I just really wanted to know, um... Like, is Darkwing Duck going to be on it? Right. And see, and I guess that's what I was asking. Like, is it going to be everything? Because I feel like the older stuff is what people are really going to care about. I think that's how you get adults in it being invested, being just as invested as their kids might be. Mm -hmm. Because I think you can, I don't think every adult will want it unless it's probably something for them that that because there's so many there's so many streaming services out now that people have that you have to make it kind of worth their while for them to get it and everything because it's just like well fuck it because they probably still have cable but they also have netflix they also have hulu you know they may also have amazon prime or just whatever you know they might feel like it's better to just buy a series of something on Amazon than to try to pay for a channel every month. Mm-hmm. So I would think that you would need those older TV shows so that the parents can, so that the adults, cause they may not even be parents, but so that adults will grab those things and, and watch them. I just, uh, I feel like I deserve gummy bears. I will watch that. I, and I know Kid Awesome will watch it. Like, he watched He-Man and told me it was brand new. Oh, wow. Yeah, he refused to believe He-Man came out when we were kids. Even as I was telling him every person on the show, like, yeah, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. You looked. <laughs> you looked at the Wikipedia. Like, no, I, this show came out when I was your age. No, it didn't. Okay, fine. Wow. So he Wow. And really believed it. He's gonna his mind is gonna be blown when She Ra comes out. Right. That's what I was wondering. I was just like, Oh, well, what is he gonna do with yeah, when She Ra comes out and it does not look like old She Ra. Mm-hmm. He also thought that uh Voltron was new because it looked different. Sure. Like, no, it's like that's us. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I just wanna see if they're gonna put like um what's that movie? I forget what it's called. The uh, movie with that top that song on it. Oh, Teen Witch? Teen Witch. That was a Disney movie? It felt like it. Wasn't it? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I never thought of it as a... I never thought of it as a Disney movie. Like a movie made by Disney. I thought it was just, you know, a movie. You know, made by whoever it was made by, but not a Disney movie. I felt like it was a Disney movie, but I don't know. Top that. Top that. 
Um, I don't really want to watch. Oh, yeah, no. That's where I usually see that is on ABC Family. Never mind. But that is Disney owned, so. Yeah, stuff like that. I just want to feel like something is catering directly to my needs. Especially because my uh, mom and 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 them are canceling their cable service, so all of my connection to the cable world is going to be leaving pretty soon. I won't be able to watch Snowfall or anything like that pretty soon, which is making me sad. I need to them to hurry up and uh, make one of these channels so then I can start watching all the stuff I need to watch without having to take somebody's login information. Because I feel like eventually it's going to be illegal. Not right now. But somewhere down the line. Like a week from now. <laughs> um, let me see. What else? Talked election. Talked about your candy crush addiction. You playing right now? No. Oh. How are you getting through life if you're not asking people for invites or, or, or keys or whatever it is on Facebook? Do you still ask people for that stuff on Facebook or is there No, I have three burner facebook accounts damn i have three burner facebook but this is the thing i think they've changed the setup on candy crush where you don't have to ask for tickets anymore i don't know why i think i think they got rid of the whole ticket thing because there's been countless times where i've made it to the end of an episode and my little figure you know my little icon just hops to the next thing i don't have to ask people for for tickets or have to wait you know for like 24 hours or whatever 48 hours or whatever it is if case you can't get tickets from people or whatever i don't have to do that anymore they do still have the thing where you can give people lives or you can give people moves or or you can ask and that kind of thing but mostly what i do is like i play like if i'm let's say i'm playing and i'm getting through it and everything and it's great and blah 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 blah, but then i hit that that level that's not going to let me get through i play those five lives and i'm done it's just like this is it that's the end and then i put the phone away i go to twitter or look at facebook or whatever but just it's just like i do my five lives and i'm done i don't ask anybody for anything or get up in the middle of the night and go to my computer and type in the different logins to try to get more lives or anything it's just five lives and that's it I mean, if you wanted to ask me, I'm I'm more than willing to help out, though. I got your back. Because, man, it was a few years ago before I was even on the show and was still playing Candy Crush. And I would ask, and you would, like, comment and be like, no. Yeah, I'm not asking you for anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am guilty of that. But I would help you now. I changed my mind. I, I, I've seen the light. I feel like, you know, friends. How many of us have them? friends the ones that we can depend on to help us out with getting lies and video games when it's like four o'clock in the morning and you really 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 are so close to beating this level but they're just cheating like a motherfucker friends how many of us have them i got your back shante you 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 ain't got to worry about that i got you i appreciate it no problem Go ahead and do your shout-outs, things of that nature. Yeah, uh, shout-out to everybody who's happy that we have another show for them to listen to. Jarman. (laughs) 
and just everybody who listens to the show and, and shares the show. I appreciate everybody in the uh, single simulcast uh, support group and on the Facebook page and on Twitter, just, you know, continuing to rock with us. And even if you listen to the show and you download the show and you never say anything to us, you never emailed or whatever, there's no judgment. You are still downloading the show and showing your support. And I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, me too. All that. Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, me too. All of that. I mean it. Um, there was a art, an Antarctic uh, researcher who stabbed his colleague because his colleague spoiled the endings of books. That's a dickhead move. Right? I felt for that dude. Like, you're sitting in Antarctica. There's nowhere to go. You're reading this book, and somebody just walks past you, and they're like, Serious is his uncle. <laughs> right. They die at the end. Yes. Just, like, it's just, I I really think, uh, I, I obviously the person who did the stabbing got, you know, got paired with and got an unlucky person to be paired with or an unlucky situation. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, I feel like there's people, there's there's enough dickheads in the world that I feel like this could happen. You know, there's people who just, they can't help themselves. Or maybe they can help themselves and they like watching, they like react, they like people reacting to them doing things. So they do it. And in this type of a situation where you really can't go anywhere and you're stuck together, it just just made for a really fucked up situation. But then they got stabbed. So maybe they'll think twice. Did they die? No, he's just in the hospital. One of the reasons for the tension is because the welder wouldn't stop spoiling the endings of books for uh, Savitsky. According to the UK Sun's newspaper, both Savitsky and Bell Guzoff, the uh, guy who got stabbed, were avid readers and used the written word to pass time on the bottom of the world. The two researchers were spending time at the Bellenhausen station for about half a year before Savitsky allegedly went all stabby. It has been previously reported that the whole plunging a knife into his colleague's chest was something that almost certainly extended from the fact they spent so much extensive time together. Um, But, isolation, and somebody yelling out how uh, Moby Dick ends, it's enough to see these hands. <coughs> like, it, it's, it's a situation where you feel like, I could take them, and then you find out you can't. <laughs> Pretty somebody, much. Somebody ran up on my eldest daughter at the gas station and thought they could fight and found out she could fight better. So not only did this person get beat up, but this person worked with her. So she went right back to their job after she beat her up and told them that this person followed her to the gas station and tried to fight her. And that person got fired. Well, that's what you get. Mm -hmm. White woman or white. Yeah, I guess they're 21, 22 ish. So white woman doing just whiting out. The whole thing was because uh, my daughter didn't have her hair tucked into her shirt or into her jacket, but the white girl had to. Mm. That's what the whole issue was. Well, then that's something that you take to the fucking manager or something. Like, you don't take that to your co-worker. See, that's another thing. People got to stop 
uh, like you're not the boss, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't you can't be so invested in the job that you think you're the boss mm-hmm. and then you try to exact your will on another employee like y'all on the same level. Now you fired. So now y'all ain't. On the same level. That is. (laughs) Now you just sitting outside the Piggly Wiggly wondering how you lost your job on your after you got off. But, you know, and you lost the fight. And you had a gang of people come up there to to jump in until uh, they saw that my daughter was a proud member of the Paw Patrol. And then all of a sudden they didn't want to get out their car and help you out. And yes, I am going to make a t-shirt as soon as I figure out how to do it without getting sued by the makers of Paw Patrol. But just walking around looking for somebody who needs these paws, Paw Patrol. Um, Future said he's the in top five dead or alive rappers, and he's number one. Good for him. And I'm glad that he has that confidence in himself because that's important. Like, if, if ain't nobody else going to believe him, you believe in yourself, young fella. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, I guess, nigga, like you do like, you know what it is? I think for me, one, I don't really have a top five dead or alive kind of. That's not how I operate, I guess, as far as like ranking and shit. I was just like, eh, it's just like I fuck with it. I like it. I really, really like it. It speaks to me emotionally, whatever. That's where I'm at. So it's like if you want to say you top five dead or alive, it's some other hip hop motherfucker that'll argue with you about the shit. It's not going to be me. I say he's top seven. I'm just kidding. I've only heard like three future songs, and you're absolutely right. It doesn't really matter one way or the other. It's just. I mean, I can name five off the top of my head. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm not that dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> off the t- Tupac. I'm just saying, like Jay Z. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> off the literal. Top, notorious VIG off the literal top of my head. Curtis Blow, like I could just <coughs> him. Um, like there's just people. There's levels to these Scarface, levels to these bevels, and so exactly. I don't, think, I don't think he really thought this out, but you're not supposed to think something like that out when you make these sort of announcements. Which is why Dylon is the number one rapper of all time, top five. <laughs> Seriously, though, ladies and gentlemen, we greatly appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you so much for uh, dealing with me and uh, for being patient. Um, I am hoping to have this show out tonight because I'm scared to let it sit. Um, There might be some music. There might not. Like I said, not quite sure yet. I'm thinking there will be. I'm I'm feeling like I'm missing music. And I want to see what Spotify is going to let me get away with. Because the old episodes are on Spotify with music. So I just kind of want to push that button. But at the same time, I don't want to risk not having an episode show up. It's a whole thing. Um, but either way it goes, this episode 322, uh, winter's here, ladies and gentlemen. Um... And it's so real. Just be cognizant, be aware, be open. Uh, a young man at the school that I coach at uh, committed suicide on uh, Wednesday. And 
his classmates and friends found out about it at lunch that same day. Uh, so I'm not saying that to scare anybody. I'm saying that to say you never really know the circumstances with somebody else. You can't just assume. Um, and sometimes you just by watching them and looking at them, you can't really tell what's going on behind closed doors or inside their lives. Um, just be there. Uh, if they're your friend, just affirm them, you know, and it may not work, but I would much rather know that I did everything that I could. And I said everything that needed to be said, uh, then have doubts and lingering thoughts about what I could have said, uh, to resolve a situation. But yeah, this is episode 322. Y'all be good. We're out. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slipped.